those who are riding the ride with us. You're in for a treat for today. And, oh, boy, buckle up and put the kids in the playroom. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's not so family friendly. (laughs) It's the perfect thing for the folks that want a little bit more adult Christmas cheer who, uh, you know, appreciate a good little bit of play acting. We did a little Christmas skit. Uh, we got to meet a really interesting person. I never knew Santa had a cousin. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about uh, you what you guys have to say about um, Santa's cousin Vinny, and uh, you know it's a good ride, and uh, it's one of those ones where you you got to stay on the ride till the end because the the best comes towards the last part of it, and and I love that about the, uh, the show. It um, was really good. It was really great. Was good. So yeah, we're here. We are Christmas Day, and um, so you really don't remember what you sent to the producer for something I didn't want out in the world. That's correct. I would have to go look at that. Look at look it up. Dang. Yeah, they, just... we were given an assignment for this episode, which didn't come true. Where Greg and I were given blind questions about each other. Yeah. And unfortunately, the. The guest, cousin Vinny, didn't actually get to that part of the homework because of COVID. So um, somewhere in the future, Greg and I may have to ask, talk to each other about that portion of it, or maybe we'll bring cousin Vinny back in the new year uh, once we uh, resurrect the questions and um, have this deeper conversation about the secret sides of how Greg and I think and feel about each other that we that we armed this stranger with. We uh, I just found mine to, um, to, I just found mine. And I can yes, share so. it. Yep. For yeah, this, this would be kind of a long intro. I just think we should just get into the show. People, this, uh, it's no, Christmas day. It's, I don't really want to do this. Ah. I said that, which Greg, Greg actually knew the thing. He he tried to do this on the show too, and I was a no then. And I'm still a no. I so know. Christmas, everybody. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Mark. Yeah, see if you can hit stop recording without necessarily leaving the, the Zoom. Call. All right, that's it. Now I'm going to bring up question number two. Two outlaws on the lamb, taking the back roads through America. You can't drink enough coffee for this show. And now it's time for Monday Madness with the Moped Outlaws, Greg and Mark. And here we are with another episode of Moped Outlaws on Christmas Day. And uh, we want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. You know, whether you celebrate it or not personally, I think the, the theme of the day can be celebrated by everybody that even if you're born in a sack of hay in some lowly manger, you can rise up and rule the world. So, 
<laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly what Christmas is all about, but that, I accept- that's not the way I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So maybe we have different versions of the books we read, but um, is that the DC version or the Marvel version? You know, that's the MAGA version. And, uh, <laughs> the MAGA version. <laughs> oh, and we are red today. The moped is decorated with lights and mistletoe and we started it already yeah welcome to santa's cousin Vinny. it's so great to have you we know that santa's exhausted since it's already it's christmas day and and we're glad that you could join us and and you know we're sorry that santa couldn't join us but thank you for taking the time to be with us hey you know we had a had to take a little time here to come over and say how you doing and uh you know make sure everybody's getting what they what they what they deserve right that's right. Oh, ho, ho. Oh, freaking ho. Jingle the freaking bells and Merry Christmas. Yeah. You know, I think jingle bells helps make a Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's better Santa's than jingle bells. him right now. <laughs> it's better than dingle bells. All right. So, um, hey, uh, so, so, yeah, Santa couldn't be here because, you know, uh, you know, he's got stuff. Right. But that's why I'm here. You know, so I got to tell you, you know, the Mothers and Fathers International Association has decided to make some changes in the organizational structure of Christmas because, you know, Santa's had kind of a monopoly on this gig for kind of a while, you know, and uh, and he's working himself to death. So we said, you know, maybe we can help out. So we said, uh, hey, Chris, you know, because Chris Kringle, you know, he's also known as a.k.a. Santa Claus, a.k.a. St. Nick. I mean, this guy's got more freaking aliases than uh, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, we say, hey, you know, you, you got a monopoly on this Christmas vid just a little too long. Maybe uh, maybe you're not quite capable of taking care of things the way everybody ought to be taken care of. So we're going to help you out a little bit, you know, because uh, we're big hearted and stuff like that. So family, so we, it's all family, all family. Right, so we divvied up the turf, and now, you know, here I am. Uh, I'm Santa's cousin, Vinny. Uh, my real name is Vinny DeClaus. And and I'm here to kind of help things out and uh, take over a little bit of the territory. I mean, the uh, the turf. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah you're going to claw back some of the revenue. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You said what? You're going to claw back some of the revenue from, from the skids. Oh man! Stuff gets left behind with it. Yeah. All right. We're we're going to start with the bad puns already here. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles in Santa's world. Yeah, <laughs> cookies and milk. No more of that stuff. I'm sorry. I need a nice pepperoni. Maybe some provolone. Little uh, little burgundy. I don't know. We're going to make some changes. You know, right. to the way to the way Christmas is Maybe. going on. Maybe panettone instead of the, the cookies. That's what should you leave for Santa is the panettone. Panettone. What is that? You mean the Toblerone? Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Mark's Italian is coming out. <laughs> 
Oh, the panettone I had for dessert the other night. Oh, was just fluffy and light and tasted that orange zest. Yeah, I know. Chocolate panettone. Oh, mm, so good. So that's one problem. See, Santa's cousin Vinny's got to go gluten free now, so I can't eat panettone. Ah, Yeah, what a tiramisu. But the tomatoni I can get away with. What do you do for holiday treats, Vinny? Well, this is little blonde. uh, No, sorry. Uh, Anyway. I could still oh, have a little oh, oh. So you you just take up with the one hoe instead of three, huh? Uh no. Why would you do that? <laughs> you can afford to. <laughs> I think uh, what Vinny's saying is don't limit yourself, Elf. All right, I'm lost. Where are we? We're, where are we? Where are we? I'll tell you where we are. We all got up too early and drank eggnog for breakfast, and so now we're we're a little bit lost. But <laughs> no, no, Chris, no. Look, 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 look. You got to understand what we what we're trying to do here, right? So, uh, you know, I want first of all, you guys have been good, good, good boys this year. Oh yeah, we're always good. Why the hell would you do that, man? Because no we fun practice a lot when we're on by ourselves. So when we pair up with someone. We make sure we're good. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, there's a different way of being good, right? It, I got to tell you, we're gonna we're gonna change things up in the way this whole stuff works, right? We're changing up. Uh, there's some benefits to this whole thing now. I want you to know, you know, nobody, you don't got to worry about no Grinch anymore, right? They're not going to come stealing anybody's Christmas. Ain't nobody stealing nothing without any prior authorization. I just want to let you know. You know, and as long as you keep up your protection, uh, your insurance payments, I mean, you know, nobody gets a blue Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, that's good to hear because you know, the mistletoe balls, when they're blue, it's a blue Christmas. This is just... where, 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 whoa, what, you just took that so far south, man. <laughs> That's where I, I like Christmas it. In Florida is not where we want to go right now. The North Pole likes it when it heads south. <laughs> I prefer my pole to point north. Thank you very much. But <laughs> a little blue pill helps out a lot. But anyway, uh, that's a different kind of blue Christmas altogether. But hey, you know, uh, I got. I got to say, you know, are, are you tired yet of all the Christmas songs they've been playing since freaking Halloween? No, no, I love it. You love it so far. I haven't heard the Little Drummer Boy yet, so I'm not out yet. In the Little Drummer Boy game. Did you? How many times have you heard Rudolph the Red Nosed Freaking Reindeer? Not enough. I don't, or I don't think I've heard it yet this season. Man, maybe we should I don't know where right you've now. been hiding. It's all over the freaking place. And then, uh, you know, the Bada Bingo, uh, Bada Bingo Crosby singing White Christmas. I mean, they never, they never play any of my favorites. Like uh, Grandpa Tony got whacked by a limo. <laughs> or all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth and a new collarbone and some new kneecaps. And, Oh, how about uh, jingle those freaking bells one more time and I'll wring your freaking neck. That's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Oh, I love the tune on that one. Yeah, yeah, right? It's so good. You know, 
and I was, I got to say, there's so much stuff uh, going on. You get kind of tired of hearing and tired of seeing, like, this freaking Christmas movies. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of that movie, but geez, uh, it's like, uh, it's like three days long. It goes on and on and on, you know. <laughs> I could, I think we can make that movie better if we just shorten it a little bit. Right, I give you that whole movie. I give you that whole movie in less than a minute. I give you that whole movie in like thirty seconds. I like how your tree's attacking you. <laughs> it is. It's falling over here. For those who uh, are just listening, cousin Vinny's got a Christmas tree who's trying to take him out. <laughs> you know, you know I got think about the wonderful. Ah. The thing about a wonderful life is, if I could get townspeople to come and cover my vig every week, I'd point, I'd bet more. Right, right. So, so, so let's take that that whole movie idea, right, and let's cut it down to like thirty seconds. You want you want the movie in thirty seconds? Sure. All right. All right. Here you Save go. Me some time. Here you go. Clarence, look down there. That's George Bailey. Please, Mister Coward, don't hit my sore ear. I want to go places, build things. Please, George, they'll vote with Potter if you don't stay. Buffalo gal, won't you come out tonight? Uncle Billy, what'd you do with the money? We're ruined. Please, Mr. Potter, I need some help. You once called me a warped, frustrated old man. What are you but a warped, frustrated young man? What do you think, Joseph? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, George, you got your wish. You were never born. Hey, my bad ear. I can hear out of it. They're not there either. Zuzu's petals. Help me, Clarence. I want my wife back. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Here's to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Wow. All of the emotional resonance and none of the wasted time. There you go. The whole freaking movie. <laughs> and you have to run for a commercial break. Hey, speaking of commercial breaks. <laughs> you, know, you remember that other movie, right? Santa Claus is coming to town, right? You could see some creepiness going on there. This is one of the reasons why we decided, you know, the, the MAFIA Local 206 decided to jump in and, uh, and help out because, you know, Santa's kind of showing a bit, a bit of creepiness, right? You think about it. He's, he's a freaking lawsuit waiting to happen. You remember that movie, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? He no. watches little kids when they're sleeping and when they're awake, too. That's kind of creepy. And then he makes kids sit on his lap and they tell him what they want for Christmas. That's a little creepy. And then there's that song in there. You remember the song, A Kiss a Toy? Santa no. actually makes kids give him a kiss for every toy they want. That's super freaking creepy. There's lots of problems with Santa here, you know. So, right. So, in the organization, we might be a lot of things, but we're not child molesters. You know, that's kind of, it, it, like I said, a lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh, you know, he makes promises to the kids about what toys they're going to get. There's not a purchasing office in the world who can keep up with this thing. <laughs> You know, I can see why you, Santa only lets you hit the airwaves one time a year. <laughs> and we we just we're trying to to help out, you know. Yeah, I don't know if he would see it that way. <laughs> we're just, you know. 
And I've heard you've been having issues with the uh, elves union too. Like uh, the things are getting a little sticky uh, over there. The elves are like, they're asking for a little bit too much time off. I heard. You know, there's all kinds of problems with that too. You know, he's not, he's not a good leader. There's a, there's, there's so much. Oh my goodness. So, you know, Look at the reindeer, right? Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitz and all that. What the, what the hell kind of names are those anyway? What kind of freaks is he hire? Uh, we're going to let Santa keep the reindeer. Because they keep pooping all over the place. But, uh, you know, the PETA folks were, were pitching a fit about having these endangered species forced to carry some fat guy around on a sleigh full of toys. So from now on. When we pull in your driveway, yeah, we're doing, we're not doing the roof and the chimney thing because that's just, no, it doesn't, no, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. But, you know, Kringle, I don't know how Kringle got his fat ass down the chimney anyway, but I'm not about to even give that a try. So, uh, I ain't fitting. Santa Cousin Vinny doesn't do second story work. All right. So, uh, I hit it with some complaints about broken shingles, Christmas lights, and shit. I don't know. So, like I was saying, you know, we're going to get a new team of drivers when we show up now, you know, starting starting from, from now on, right? When my stretch sleigh pulls up, you're going to hear, go Guido, go Louie, go Lefty and Tony, go Mario, go Dominic and Knuckles and Joey Shortarms. Because, you know, that's really his name. You know, I thought Joey Shortarms was only going to participate if he could ride front. Yeah, but he can't work up though, because, you know, He's got like T Rex arms, you know. He's like, <laughs> I know, but you know, like if he's going to participate, don't you got to give him a little something so that his family's happy? Yeah, well, you know, you got to see this mook try to drive, right? He's not good for out front. And oh, and you notice something? We didn't mention Rudolph at all, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Mister Shiny Nose got a little too big for his britches. You know, just one time, one time, one freaking time, Santa says, oh, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Yeah, old Kringle was one for the rhymes, right? But, like, anyway, Rudolph just thought he was hot shit after that, running around going, I'm cute, I'm cute. You know, you saw that movie, too, right? You remember that movie? Yeah, yeah but all the merchandise is already out there. Like, you can't pull all the cards and posters and mugs and everything that's got a Rudolph the red nose on it? No, no, we could, you know, but but Rudolph is, uh, you know, he just isn't going to be employed anymore. He makes a nice venison stew. You know what I'm saying? No, you gotta, you gotta keep them public so that the merchandise keeps its value. Oh, I didn't say anything about changing the merchandise. Nobody has to know what's going on behind the scenes. No, but you need that public show so that the kids and folks have that identification, you know, that personal identification. All right. All right. So we'll keep Rudolph. Well, I think I think maybe we could get an Irishman because their noses grow pretty good. That They go pretty good, those Irish guys. Maybe that would work. <laughs> well, that, you know, Rudolph is Irish. That's I what I know. figured. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how do you think he got his nose to glow like that? Oh. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna get you know, everybody. But you know what? <laughs> you we're saw the Rudolph movie by the end of the show. You saw the Rudolph movie, right? Yeah. 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 We're, we're talking so that, about the, the TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, the, the the one from the you know the yeah. animation stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. But you know, you could see what kind of a jerk old Kringle was there, right? 
Oh, I couldn't be seen with a reindeer with a shiny nose. Better hope he grows out of it. Jeez, what a prejudiced ass was he, right? When Rudolph first meets uh, the other reindeer, right? You know, that flight test day, it's the it's the best day of his life, right? He gets flirted with by the cutest girl, Dia. He's the, he's the only one who can actually fly. And because all the other reindeer and that asshole Santa didn't like his red nose, he gets out of having to work for a living and drag the fat guy all over the place. He, he's a privileged little ass. And then later, when we when they realize that his nose is something they can use, then all of a sudden, you know, they all thought he's great and give him all the lead position and he gets all the fame. You know, then all the reindeer loved him. Sing it with me. And they shouted out, yeah, Wiggly, uh, Rudolph, 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 you'll go down in his story. You got it. It's yeah. all bullshit. The other reindeer hated that little bastard. He was. Yeah, a- I didn't know that that little reindeer, the girl, was named History. No, you'll go down in history, not on history. Oh, oh my <laughs> bad. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh my God! So, 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 figure this, right? Rudolph was a prankster, right? You're a freaking deer in the dark. You're out there in the outskirts of you know wherever, and uh, you know what I mean. You're trying to stay hidden from all those uh, those other boys around with their shotguns yeah. and rifles, minding your own business, doing your little deer thing. And this little freak with a glow in the dark nose shines his honker on you like a freaking beacon. Ha ha ha! It's it's it. He's yelling, "Hey, look over here! It's a deer! It's a deer!" He thought it was funny. It was hunting season. Notice hunting season is the same time as Christmas. What the hell is that? Anyway, <laughs> venison oh, is no, mighty man. tasty, and it's good for you too. That's all I'm going to say. Well, with all the BB guns that go out, we got to give them something to do with those BB guns. <laughs> you can put an eye out with that thing. <laughs> or a nose. Or a nose. Or a nose. Hey, you know, look, I've been complaining a lot about cousin cousin Nikki, right? I mean, you know, he's kind of a jerk, but you know, he is what he is, right? But it's not all his fault. You know, he just took on too much little 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 too much, more than he can handle. Wait, let me so, ask you this, cousin Vinny. How many members of the family do you have behind you with these changes? Oh, the whole, uh, you know, Mothers and Fathers International Local 206. Really? I don't know. Your whole family, like, all the clauses are on board with these changes? Yeah, we call it the Santa Claus. (laughs) I saw that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was Don Canole's idea. Don Canole makes the law. I don't know. I think this is all a little suspect to me. It is, it is, it is. But hey, you know, I want to. Maybe you guys can help me out a little bit. We want to want to try to illustrate what it was like for Santa before we stepped in and tried to help him out. (laughs) All right, all right. So maybe maybe we can maybe we can do this do this little thing right and talk about uh, talk about how how Santa was dealing with stuff and, and what he was facing, you know, before we decided to come and help him out. All right. Are you ready to I'm do ready. that? Yeah. All let's right. give it a shot. All right. So you got to understand right from the get go, right? Santa was a cranky old man. Ah, bah humbug. 
uh, hey, Mark, look, if we're going to do this, you got to stay in the right character, right? That, that was Scrooge. Santa doesn't say bah humbug. We're doing Santa Claus. So let's start this again. Okay, ready? Santa was a cranky old man. I'm a cranky old man. There we go. Now, Mrs. Claus, she was kind of a nag, and she's always harping on him. Are you going to stay out all night again like you do every Christmas? And then there were the elves always complaining about working conditions. Hey, Santa, Rudolph farted in my face again. Yeah, see, the reindeer just kind of jumped in. They were always drunk and partying. But uh, and the, the, rain, the elves were always complaining about work conditions, weren't they? Are we going to get paid over time for this? I ain't working for less than time and a half. Yeah, it's all this is like this every year. Now, picture this it's Christmas Eve, right? It's the busiest day of the year. All the toys got to be finished, they got to be packaged, prepared for shipping by tonight. The express deliveries must go out at midnight, and everybody seems everything seems to be going wrong, right? The head elf was complaining. Hey, Santa, we're out of green paint again. Uh, and the reindeer just couldn't get along. Hey, Santa, we had a little accident with the sleigh on the dry run today. Uh, and his wife kept adding to the situation. Hey, Santa, you gotta fix that oven. I burned the cookies again. And it went on and on. Hey, Santa, the purchasing department ordered the wrong voice box for the new talking Barbie dolls. All the dolls are going like this. Look, I am your father. Oh, I swear, Santa, this old lady just ran right out in front of the sleigh. Listen, a dancer got drunk and puked all over the place again. And just who do you expect to clean that up? Not me, Mr. Ho, Ho, Ho. Santa was beside himself. Oy vey. <laughs> really, Santa? I'm beside myself. All right, whatever. Uh, everybody was complaining. Problems, problems, problems. Hey, Santa, what about the overtime pay? The Elf Local 206 is going to hear about this. We're going on strike. Really? The old broad just came out of nowhere. We couldn't stop the play in time, and now I think this grandpa guy's going to try to sue us. But it wasn't our fault. And you never call when you put these all-nighters together either. And don't let me catch you hanging out on Beyonce's chimney again. <laughs> Santa just had about enough. Ho, 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 I had about enough. Santa couldn't believe it. Ho, oh, I can't believe it. Apparently, Santa was so upset he couldn't even think of lines of his own. I'm so upset. I mean, I'm surrounded by idiots. How can I have any Christmas spirit? I don't even have a Christmas tree yet. Just then, an angel opened the front door and stepped in with a large, fresh-cut Christmas tree. Yo, fat man, where do you want me to stick the tree? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we wound up with the angel sitting on top of our Christmas tree. Yay! 
Christmas, everybody. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, freaking ho. That's how we do, man. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, hey, Christmas thanks for helping me illustrate that story. <clears throat> I Maybe think we can really see why changes are needed. Uh, Wait, what? We could really see why changes are needed around there. <laughs> yeah, we took the Christmas cheer and made it a Christmas tear. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I'm Santa's cousin Vinny and wish you a happy freaking holidays. I'm so glad, you know, hey, I'm glad we had this opportunity to to talk about this stuff and uh and so you understand uh, why we're doing the things we did, but I have to tell you there's some there's some lessons to be learned from from cousin Santa. And so all I needed to know, I learned uh, you know, in life, I learned from from Santa. And so I'm thankful to my cousin for this. Right. So encourage people to believe in you. Always remember who's naughty and nice. Don't pout. It's as much fun to give as it is to receive. Some days it's OK to feel a little chubby. Make your presence known. Uh, on there always ask for a little bit more than what you really want (laughs) bright red can make anyone look good wear a wide belt and nobody will notice how many pounds you've gained if you only show up once a year and everybody will think you're very important and then finally when you're at a loss for words just say ho 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) We're really lucky someone as important as Santa as Cousin Vinny could be with us. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hey, you know, this 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 Santa's cousin Vinny thing is a fun thing I love to do. I thought there was gonna be some um hidden elements. Like you asked us for some personal things i know but uh you know what i uh couldn't find them (laughs) (laughs) that covid really took you out huh uh yeah it did it did when i was uh, again i was out i was down for almost three weeks damn yeah it was a a bad time of year to get hit with that yeah well we're glad you did it for the joyous season yeah. So thank you uh, for, for, for all of this. Uh, this, this whole thing uh, has been fun. And normally uh, you're right. When I do this, uh, when I, when I bring Santa's cousin Vinny to, to life for uh, organizations and stuff like that, I, I will do some special gifts, uh, you know, kind of picking on people and uh, uh, <laughs> I'll get them involved in, in skits like we just did. And, and we have a lot of fun. I love the the style of dress, like the whole white tie with the green shirt and the red jacket. Oh my god, I'm gonna steal that the first chance I get. That's a look. That's a fantastic look. So so let me uh, let me give you a little background on how this whole thing came to be. Right, a number of years ago, I was working and see, I'm, I'm still stuck in the Brooklyn accent. I gotta we're gonna break out of this. Uh, a number of years ago, I was working for a. Uh, 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 an organization in uh, in Maryland, a state government agency, and they were going through some budget cuts. And so the end of the year was coming and uh, people were being notified that they were likely going to um, lose their jobs in the next f- fiscal year, which was not a great way to go into the holidays. Oy. 
So I had said to some coworkers of mine, and I said, you know, we need to do something and help the the Christmas spirit around here. And, uh, and they say, yeah, what can we do? I said, you know, let's go around the building and sing Christmas carols and give out candy canes and I'll go buy a Santa suit and you guys, you know, uh, dress up like reindeer and elves and we'll just be goofy and go around. So that was the idea that we were going to do. Well, the night before we were supposed to do this, I had talked to my, my uncle in Brooklyn and I haven't talked to him in a while. Now, I'm originally from Brooklyn. And I kind of trained the Brooklyn accent, the deep, heavy Brooklyn accent out of myself in my years as a broadcast journalist. But every time I talk to somebody with an accent like that, that I'm All right, used to right. hearing, I bring it right back. <laughs> so. So I'm talking to my uncle. He's, hey, Johnny boy, how you doing? Good to hear from you. You know, he was in the hospital. He goes, you know, the nurses here, I think they like my body. They keep giving me a bath. <laughs> and so, so I get, I get off the phone with him. And now the next morning I go into work and I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to go do this Santa Claus thing. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and then we'll get going. And they said, John, how the hell are you supposed to be a nice, gentle Santa Claus? <laughs> you sound like cousin Vinny for crying out loud. And I couldn't break out of it. So. I had the Santa suit. I opened the collar. I took off the fake beard. I opened the collar up. I borrowed a bunch of bling from, from a bunch of my coworkers. I put a, a piece of mistletoe on my hat and another piece of mistletoe on the back of my jacket you know, <laughs> at the tail there. Uh, and, it, and, and we went around the building going, ho, freaking ho, jingle the freaking bells. And we just walked and just giving out candy canes going, hey, you've been a good girl this year. That's a shame, you know. Going up to people with a candy cane, going, "Hey, yeah, you go put this in your pocket. Don't tell nobody about it." You know, and we were playing, you know, songs like uh, "Santa Baby" and all that kind of stuff. Well, people got a kick out of it. it. It helped, you know, lighten the spirit. And they said, "You know, John, could you maybe MC the Christmas party as Cousin Vinny?" So I oh, did wow. that. And then the following year, we did it again. And well, they told some of the other. Uh, uh, I was working for state government, and so they told some people, some of their colleagues in other state agencies, and they said, hey, could John come and do our party? And it just evolved from there. And so so I did it for many years as part of while I was working for government. And then when I when I went about, uh, uh, you know, in, in civilian life, I, I continued the character. So every year around the holidays, I'll go and do some some organizational parties. Sometimes it's a school. Sometimes it's an office party or whatever. So, Did you have fun. any gigs this year? This year, no, because of the COVID, I didn't take any. Oh man, yeah, I actually had to cancel one. Damn, that's bummer. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But I, that means this is world exclusive, ladies and this gentlemen. This is this is the Vinny's only appearance is on the Moped Outlaws show. This is Ride Santa Cousin Vinny's only 2023 appearance that's brilliant so i'm curious because you asked me for an anecdote that mark probably wouldn't want to share and then i <laughs> said well did you ask the same from mark about me and you said yeah so i'm wondering mark what did you on <laughs> that you thought oh greg wouldn't want this out in the world i don't know ah! do you know john I, I I'm trying to remember couldn't because find it. The, I couldn't find it. I was lost, uh, you know, with the with the COVID thing. So I I just lost so much of the stuff that I had. Um, I know there was it was somebody's guitar. Oh, that was a special gift 
Because did you? Oh, ask that's me? right. There was the special gift. That's right. Yeah. So Mark got a White Falcon guitar, and that was a very dear gift to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I shared about Mark that I didn't think he'd want out in the world. <laughs> I'm so glad you can remember that, Greg. I'm really happy about that. Of course. So, so maybe, so maybe we can share it again. Well, not but, if well. Mark doesn't have, not if Mark doesn't have his for me. Like you know. Well, in the spirit of generosity at Christmas time, and the recognition that the truth can't harm me on any level, and that vulnerability is actually the key to connection, I say, fuck no, dude. Oh, my God. I just, um, I could tell you one of my lowest Christmas stories. One of Mark's and my dear friends, his name is Sid, uh, Sid Reckenthaler. And he called himself Sid Belige. And he and I were living together. And we had been invited to Christmas Day with family, et cetera. And for whatever reason, we both blew it off. And it's Christmas Day. We're sitting in the cold kitchen of this beat-up home with refuse all over the place. And we're eating cold beans out of a can, each of us. And we just looked up and at the same time went, Merry goddamn Christmas. And it was such a low point. And I swore to myself I'd never do that again. Like, if I'm invited someplace, I'd be there. Yeah. It's... Hard to think about the lowest points, the lowest Christmas points. And I just know that I'm so grateful for everyone who's ever invited me in when I was lonely, when I was not um, in the company of my closest friends and family. Um, Sometimes it's hard. You know, you get that weird look from your wife or your husband when you want to make magic happen for someone who you know isn't able to connect with their community but it's it's such a precious thing to do for people the spirit of generosity that's underpins this season i mean you've set aside all the commercialization and all the freaking christmas carols but the reality of expanding to meet that need as human beings yes. it's it's so important and especially so, when you've been through a healthcare like you have this year, right, John? And yeah, and we've yeah, all and had challenges this year. We always have challenges, right? It's this time of the year that whether we miss the people that we've lost throughout the year too. And you know, I lost my mom last year, and so um, you know that was our our first Christmas without her. That was really really tough. She was uh, she was eighty five. Wow. When she passed and she was a, she was a performer. She was a singer and dancer. And at 85, she was still performing. Her and her wow. husband were, were, were singing in, uh, in, in senior centers where she was older than half the residents. They would go around to all these places in New Jersey and, uh, and, and perform. And, uh, so, uh, you know, that was, uh, that, you know, she was a vibrant soul. And, uh, so when she passed, I have 280 pairs of high heels. Uh, wow. she, so, uh, yeah. So if you know anybody who wears a size six and likes stilettos, let me know. Uh, Amanda Marcos. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> Elder Marcos. Um, but, you probably know, got them all already. <laughs> yeah, but I have to tell you, you know, we had a, a, a an interesting Christmas two years ago. It's when we moved into our our house. We actually moved in uh, on the twenty third of wow. of December two years ago, and it was uh, it was interesting because we went through a lot of back and forth uh, trying to get the house. You know this with the contracts and stuff and getting everything ready. And uh, there were some delays and we had problems selling our house and got really stressful. And we wound up, we said, well, we're going to use pods instead of getting a mover because we can do this ourselves. Like as if we were like young fit people, <laughs> um, well, you know, and so they told us we would need, you know, two and, you know, two full size pods and one, one smaller one. I'm like, I don't think so. We got stuff, man. So four pods, a 26-foot moving truck, a 10-foot U-Haul, and in six car loads later, you know, we finally, finally made, made the move. And so here we are driving from Southern Maryland up to Pennsylvania. It is three o'clock in the morning. We've got our last load of stuff. It is 10 below. It is just the coldest freaking day of all time. My wife's got the two cats in her car. Um, and I've got, you know, junk in my car and she's following me and I'm looking in the rearview mirror and her lights are getting dimmer and dimmer. Oh, wow. And she gets me on the phone and she's like, um, I'm having some trouble here. Well, her alternator went. Oh my God. And we're in the middle of freaking nowhere. Oh. So, you know, we call AAA and they come and now they got to tow the car. Well, we've got to shift stuff between the two cars. Because <laughs> she's got the cats in her car, right? So yeah. you put the cats in her in my car, you know, put some of the stuff that I had in my car in her car, and they tow her fully loaded car all the way back down to Southern Maryland instead oh, of coming in the coming north to Pennsylvania where we were moving. And so, uh, yeah, that was that was just crazy. I didn't think we were going to survive that. Wow. <laughs> I thought my wife was going to kill me because, you know, I made her try to drive her car at that hour of the morning and she was having problems. But anyway, so we get all the way up here and I, I get my wife and the cats installed and I drive back all the way back down. It's like three hours one way um, mm-hmm. and go all the way back down and, and, and see where the hell they brought the car. And of course, by that time, it's now, you know, getting to be, you know, the the shop is open. Well, they don't have the parts. So it was, you know, a couple of weeks um, back and forth. They kept saying the car was ready and I would drive all the way down, bring my oh. wife down so she could drive. And it wasn't ready. Oh my God. So, so then we're like, okay, we need to get to our car because we got stuff in the car, including a cooler full of stuff from the freezer, which was our Christmas dinner. Jesus <laughs> oh, Wow. And you guys are still together. We're still together. Hey, we survived the earliest Christmases when we were first dating. I was in the Navy, so I'm overseas all the time. And so right after we got engaged that that following Christmas, I'm overseas. And so the only way we could, and we had no email and uh, and cell phones back then, right? So you had to go to the International Telephone Exchange and sign up on a waiting list. Well, on Christmas, it was six hours before there was an open line to the United States from Turkey, which is where I was at the time. And it was, uh, so then she finally gets a call and it's $17 a minute collect. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're like, hi, Merry Christmas. I love you. <laughs> wow. I'd say your wife is a Christmas miracle. She absolutely, absolutely is. And we've been, we've, we've managed to survive. We just had, we just had our 38th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. So yeah, awesome. yeah we're, we're surviving. Yeah. You know, she, and here's the funny part. I don't know if I told you this before, but she's never, she never said yes. No, you didn't tell me that. She never actually said yes. So it was actually the Christmas prior to the, to the uh, Turkish uh, evolution there. Um, so we had talked about, you know, being married, getting engaged and all yeah. that stuff. And she's like, you know, we'll use my mom's ring. And I'm like, you know what? You, you deserve your own ring, but we're going to go. We're not going to do anything for the holidays. We're going to go after the holidays and you can pick it out. And this way we don't get lost in all the other family crap for the holidays. Meanwhile, I already bought her ring when I was overseas. So I had her ring. And at the time, this is early 80s. So this is when um, Gumby and Pokey were kind of okay. coming yep. back into the popularity. Yep. And so uh, she had liked Pokey when she was a kid. So I got her a little toy Pokey. And I put the ring in his mouth. And I put him in the bottom of her stocking after promising her that we were not going to get engaged for the holidays. And so... Uh, you know, that morning we're, you know, we're, we have our little gifts in our stockings and stuff like that. And she reaches in and she pulls out Pokey and she's like, it's Pokey. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get down on the one knee and I do the whole official, you know, will you marry me thing? And she looks at me and she says, you bastard. And I said, I will take that as a yes. <laughs> that's brilliant that is brilliant that is and then when we got married there was uh the, nobody the person who was supposed to bring a video camera didn't do it he said i just felt like drinking instead and we bastard which would have told me so we had a cassette a uh, recorder set up by the by the altar to capture oh, our wedding on a cassette. Yeah. And so when it was time for Bonnie to say I do, she was crying. And so she barely squeaked it out. And it never made it onto the tape. Oh my god. So there's no evidence on the tape either that she ever committed. She is a miracle, because I think she, real miracles aren't real. She recorded. is a miracle. She's stuck with me thirty eight years so far. That's really good. That's really good. Well, that's not hard to believe, John, that she stuck with you this far. I can yeah. feel you from here. And uh, I'm just wondering, did she write Jane Doe on the marriage certificate? <laughs> <laughs> she actually put her real name and she signed it. So, you know. <laughs> there we go. That's evidence enough. But, you know, there's nothing quite like the evidence of looking over every morning and seeing the love in someone else's eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thankful every day. Thankfully. Yeah, it's amazing what they do with uh, robotics and blow-up dolls these days. <laughs> <laughs> See, AI is, is ultimately like every other new technology. It's the first job is to make men happy. That's right. It's the sex industry that drives technology. <laughs> Isn't that a sad truth about our society, though? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's sad, but it is true. <laughs> it, it did wonders for VHS. And for um, online video. Like, online video was absolutely driven by the sex industry. 
Well, let's go a step further. Tommy Lee and and uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, God. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson were the reason that video was made to work on the Internet. That was what did it. That was that was the one that blew up and they were like, oh, we need that. that was, we have to figure this out. There's a lot of money involved in making this tape available. Hey, did either of you watch her, the documentary created by her? I think her son created it. Yep. I watched it. And I also have been watching her um, Secret Garden TV series as well. I haven't watched that. It was really yes. good. It was very, it's John. It's a really surprising look at an individual. And what I loved is the juxtaposition of the public persona, the entertainment persona, and the real individual. And it just goes to show you really don't know what goes on in other people's lives. You know, yeah. we we see, and with celebrities in particular, we see a very public, you know, pers- perspective of them. Um, but just in everyday life, I mean, yeah. you don't know what the person next to you or the person in line at the at, at the Starbucks or whatever. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You just right. don't. And so, you know, if you treat everybody with compassion and kindness, um, we can we can get we we can have a much better society, much better life and all that. And that's why I dedicate my time to, you know, that's trying awesome. to trying to make sure that, uh, you know, we try to make make life better for everybody around us. Yeah. You know, hey, John and I shared a Christmas story. You got a Christmas story, Mark, a personal Christmas story that resonates with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom was a single mother. And so there was often um, a lot of challenge for her around holidays. Um, and one winter, my grandparents rented this cabin up in Lake Tahoe, which is the resort area here in California. And they invited my mom and her brother and all the family. It was a big place. And I was 12 at the time. And I remember the beauty of the silent snow, because when the snow falls in nature, it just makes everything completely, definitely quiet. And the Christmas Eve after dinner, my uncle and grandfather came to me and they said, Mark, are you ready to join the adults on Christmas Eve? And I was invited by these two men whom I admire and who both served in the armed forces and were great men um, to be part of what happens after kids go to bed on Christmas Eve. For all of my nieces and nephews and my sisters, and the the feeling that was the gift of that of being asked, because at the time I knew that there was magic that happened then, but I wasn't, you know, I only had my suspicions, and so being able to stay up late with them and participate in all of that, and then waking up on Christmas Day. Before everyone else, even before the I'm sun. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> not not at no, all. No, no, no. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then walking out the front door of this beautiful spot in nature, and there's literally three feet of snow, right? Like, oh, if, wow. if I had gone walking further, I would have been up to my um, thighs in snow. And I just stood out there as the sun came over the hill. And the crystal structure on top of the snow and the intense quiet. And the feeling I had of being 
Now I was a man. Right? Now I was part of the adults. And I had a secret to keep, a magical secret to keep. And oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful story. When I was a when I was a kid, um growing up in Brooklyn, my grandmother my maternal grandmother and her five sisters all lived within a two block radius of each other. Wow. And so, so all of us would get together and, you know, all of their offspring and, you know, the, the kids in my generation, we would all get together in, uh, there were only two homes that actually could accommodate the big group. And it was either Aunt Margaret's house or Aunt Jenny's house. And it was in the basement and the basements were like, they weren't like basements, <laughs> that I've ever seen since. But all the houses in Brooklyn who had a basement like that um, had like a full kitchen in the basement and everything. And then these long rooms. So we would run, you know, tables that would run like through multiple rooms uh, and the whole family would gather and there would be a pile of gifts along one wall, floor to ceiling, uh, because everybody exchanged gifts with everybody. It might just be a pair of socks, Everybody got something from everybody. And so it was like, yeah, a pair of socks, a 19 cent, uh, you know, model plane, because that's how cheap they were back then. Um, Well, yeah, even the plastic ones were only 19 cents, you know. And so, yeah, this kind of stuff was just it was wonderful because we would sit and we would gather after dinner and, and the kids had we had our table in in kind of the separate room. And then we got to come in with the adults and then we'd have this, this gift exchange. It would go on and on and on. And then we'd all go to our respective homes and, uh, and we'd get up in the morning and then there under the, our respective trees were the gifts from Santa. Uh, yeah. Including our, our silver tree with the, the color wheel. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's a throwback. Wow. Yeah, I had recently I said to my wife, I said, you know, I would love to find a vintage. There we go. There we are. We have our tinsel trees. (laughs) I said to my wife, I said, I would love to find a vintage tinsel tree. And we walked into an antique shop. I said, you know, if they have one, I'm going to have to get it. But in the back of my mind, I'm saying, yeah, it's going to be expensive. If it's over 300 bucks, I'm not doing it. Right. Right. And so we walked into the next aisle. My wife goes, oh, my God. <laughs> there was a tinsel tree from 1959. Oh, like, my, oh God. my God. And I walked over and I looked at it, and it was priced at 275 Oh, that's like, I, I have to do this. And then they gave me 10% off for being former military. I'm like, oh, I've got to do this. So last year, for the first time in, God, almost 50 years, um, I had a silver tinsel tree, full size silver tinsel tree. Of course, we had to realize that the cats like to nibble on that. Oh, so, yeah, if we don't want to have little tinsel butt strings, we had to make sure that uh, the cats stayed away from it. But they, they, they quickly learned. We put up some, uh, those, those cinnamon scented pine cones around oh, the yeah, base yeah. of the tree and that helped a lot. But <laughs> do you have I one of the old rain. color wheels? I don't have one yet. Okay. I, I found you one. It was a cheap. It was a cheap imitation. I said, "I want the one with the glass." Yeah, you need the real one. The plastic one melted. Yeah. yeah. No, you want that real one. 
Yep. And it makes the noise. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, um, we have this tradition which, with every single episode, and I just feel like today is not the day to be breaking traditions. And I know we've asked you this question before. Um, I don't know, Mark. What do you think? Um, I I love tradition, and I think there'll be something valuable about uh, John's answer. And um, we we'll just go with our gut on this. You can always right. edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't edit. Who's got time to edit? I, I, edit. I hear you. I hear no you. stinking edits. Um, <laughs> I do want to just say to uh, the world, joy to you, world. Yeah. Joy to the world. Yeah. And um, peace on earth. Yeah. And if you've Spread got love and compassion. Yeah. And if you have enough, please share it. And if you don't, then God bless you. <laughs> and may you find someone who, who can share with you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Cousin Vinny. Maybe we should ask Cousin Vinny this question. question. Should we bring Cousin Vinny back? Switch back to my persona? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. All right, how we doing? We're back. All right, Cousin Vinny. So uh, here's, here's what we're wondering. Eminem or Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters. That was pretty quick, Cousin Vinny. You got it? Anything you want to embellish about that answer? Not necessarily, just that I'm not a fan of Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but uh, especially with the peanuts in them, I just. eh. (laughs) Recording stopped.